the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Endurance of Sons. Let's talk about that today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. You work for somebody and you get your day's wage for a day's work. And he's just somebody. And there are times when we can walk away from a job with no real care in the world. But when it comes to working for a family member, especially, say, your father or your mother, well, that's a different story. We tend to persevere and endure a bit longer. We are, after all, sons and daughters, right? We're family. And that's what we're learning today here on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Matthew chapter 13 is where we're at. Join us in verses 18 through 23. Here's Pastor Napoleon now with more. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he what? Chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Now, I love this because, saints, listen to this. We have to have endurance, not only from the purse pressure, persecution, tribulation, tough times that we experience as saints as, re- as a result of us having the seed of God's word within us, in the life of Christ, manifesting and living and breathing in and through our lives. We have to have, I mean, we're, we're going to deal with that type of pressure without. But it's another thing to have endurance when you're dealing with God as your father. There's a difference. There's a difference between me being persecuted and people coming after me and tribulation and things coming just as a result of me being a Christian. There's another thing that when, when God is working on me, when God is dealing with me and God is chastening me and he's, he's rebuking me, there's nothing that, you, that we have to learn to have endurance with when we're dealing with God's dealings. Do I have a witness in this room? That sometimes it's not the devil and it's not, it's not the, the, the world, it's, it's God. And, and I want to say this to you. It just kind of makes me chuckle and it's just a sign to me that people, they don't understand their Bibles. Because we have a, a whole group of, of, of Christians that are getting on television and, and stuff and, and, and saying that, that God doesn't get mad at you. I don't know what Bible they're reading. God doesn't get mad. He never gets mad at you. He just sees you through Christ. The devil is a lie. God will get mad at you and rebuke you. He just said it right here. How many times do I, I mean, he said it. Sometimes God will get mad. Doesn't mean he doesn't love you. Doesn't mean that she doesn't care for you. But there are times when God, he gets upset and we have to learn to go through this process with God as he's dealing with us. Look at verse five. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening, the chastening of the Lord. 
He says, nor be discouraged when you are what? Rebuked by him. There's going to be times when God is going to chasten us. He's going to get on us. He's going to, he hasn't kicked us out of the house. Can I have an amen? amen? He just said, I'm not happy with you. This isn't good. And God, he chases, he says, don't be discouraged by that. And watch, wait till we get down to the end of this. You're going to really love this. But, but, but saints, listen, don't be discouraged. A lot of times people think, well, God is, God, he's not happy. Then, then I need to go hide in the corner. No, God's not happy. He didn't kick you out the house yet. So rejoice. Be grateful. Be, and and don't, don't get to the point where you get so discouraged that you stop being a son and relating to God your father as a son. He knows that you was going to mess up before you knew you was going to mess up. But the issue here is, how are you relating to him? He says, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked for him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. He says, every son. Somebody say every son. That means that everybody that has been born again, God is moving in your life. You're going to have your moments with God when he's going to deal with you. Do you have the endurance to stick through the dealings of the Lord? What happens with a lot of people is they, they get discouraged and they quit on the Lord. Instead of realizing that, no, no, no. Have endurance to deal with God's dealings in your life. Sit in it. Enjoy it and allow God to process you like he does everybody. Look what he says in verse 7. He says, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom the father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. And so this is important. This is why I have a problem with people saying God doesn't get mad and God's not angry at you and different things like that. What you're doing is you're setting people up to feel comfortable in an illegitimate state. Because everybody is going to have to deal with God's dealings at some point in time in their life. You know why? Because no one in this room is perfect. And God is, and God is trying to perfect all of us. And there's going to be moments when God says, I need you to get this right. Let, let, let me say it. Let me break it down. Can I break it down to y'all? Can I break it down to y'all? Didn't I tell you to clean up this room? Didn't I tell you to take out the garbage? Didn't I tell you to put those dishes in the dishwasher? You got about five seconds. What I'm saying is, is saints, you have to realize, and we're, we have to realize this. God deals with us as sons and daughters. That's what he just said. And there's times, if you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not that you don't love. It's that now I've got to deal with you. And for all of us, this is how God relates to us. And there's moments, if we're without that, then there's something wrong with the nature of our relationship. 
And for all of us, we have to be willing to endure this aspect of our dealings with God because God is working on every single one of us. And there's moments when we have to say to ourselves, wait a minute, I'm a son. And I shouldn't be acting like this. I already know what's coming from from God because I'm a child of the Most High God. What am I out here acting crazy and doing this stuff that I shouldn't be doing when I've been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ? He's given me the spirit of adoption and the anointing of God is on my life and I'm a child of the king. What am I out here walking around and acting like this for? Can I have an amen? The expectation is, the expectation should be, man, God's about to get me for this. Why? Because I'm a son. This is the reason why God's going to get me because I'm a son. And I'm bearing his name. But what's happened is, is we're taking the gospel and we don't understand that we're robbing people of a true and authentic relationship with God. And we're stopping people from really realizing their expectations and responsibilities as true children of the king of the universe. We can't rob people of that. There's a certain expectation, and this is why he says in verse 7, look what he says. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not so. He says, furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seems best to them. But he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his what? In the midst of it all, we have to see chastening as God's, his means of perfection. And his desire to make you more and more like him. And some days, some days you're going to feel like, man, I feel like I got a brass ceiling over my life when it comes to God. You have to stop and I have to stop and ask myself, okay, now what's going on? Is there something that I'm doing that's hindering my relationship with God? Or is there an area where God is chasing me because he's trying to get me to conform to his image so that I might be a partaker of his holiness? God, show me this area that is a blockage. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving the house. I'm staying put, and I'm going to walk with you, Jesus. But there's something going on in our relationship right now, and I just need to show me what it is so we can get this thing realigned and then that the heavens will open for me again. But a lot of people don't have their relationship like that. They think that they don't understand that God is your father. He's not just the God of the universe. He doesn't just keep the, he- the, 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 the planets rotating on their axes. He, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not just forming the clouds and the stars and the, and the seas that he created you. And through faith in Jesus Christ, you can become a son of God. And as sons, there's going to be times when God is going, you're going to deal with tribulation that's without, but sometimes in the house, you're going to have to deal with some stuff. And God's not kicking you out of the house. He just saying, Hey, let's get this right. Because the goal is, is for you to become a partaker of my holiness and become more and more like me. Not just to punch your tickets at church services, but to become like me. So I'm going to deal with you. And he's going to move in us. And he's going to break us down. And he's going to build us up. 
And he's going to challenge us. And he's going to rebuke us. And he's going to correct us. And he's going to love us. And he's doing it all because he loves us. And he wants us to become more and more like him. And we have to stop and say, okay, God, is this something? Is there a hindrance here? Let me get this out of the way. What is it? And then allow God to deal with this. But what happens for some people, because they have no root in themselves, listen, what happens is that when they feel that, they run away. But we got to learn to run too. We don't run away from the house. We run to the house. When we run to the house, God, here I am. What is it? God will be specific. He'll tell you. If you're dealing with lust in your life, he's going to tell you. If you're dealing with pride or fear or whatever it is, jealousy, bitterness, resentment, hatred, you're dealing with drugs, whatever it is, God will show you. Let's get this right in your life. This is hindering. You got to understand God is a holy God. He's looking for a holy people. He's going to work on all of us. But are we willing to endure as sons? Here I am, God. I don't care if it takes me six weeks to get this dealt with. I'm going to let you deal with me. But what some people do is, instead of letting God deal with them, they blame the church. Then they go to the same church, they're doing the same thing there. And then they find somebody to tell them, it's okay. You don't have to change. God just loves you. Go ahead, cheat on your wife, talk crazy, and, and cuss people out on your job. And the Lord loves you. Somebody say, preach it, pastor. Preach it, pastor. It's okay. You know, the Lord is good. You poor little thing, you. You know, God is just God. And you don't have to change. And you just, but, but what we're doing is we're setting up people to become illegitimate children. Amen. But true sons and daughters say, God, I messed up. Now help me, God. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stick with you to the end, Lord. Now fix me. I am your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which you have prepared beforehand that I should walk in them. God, have your way in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit. Work on me. I'm a child. I'm not perfect, but I'm a child of God. Can I have an amen? Look what he says here. Verse 10, and we're going to close this out. He says, for they indeed for a few days chasing us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastenings seems to be joyful for the present. But what? Painful. Look at your neighbor and say, nevertheless. He says, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. To those who have been trained by it. Can I have an amen? He said afterwards. And there's sometimes you're going to walk in this church, saints. And I want to say this because I, I and I've said it several times. There, we don't have, nobody in here is perfect. God's working on us. There's going to be times you walk in this service. Then you're going to say, man, I'm, I'm, this, I'm in pain right now. Why are you in pain? I'm not in pain because I'm getting persecution on my job. I'm not getting pain because I'm going through all kinds of tough stuff in my family members. I'm not getting, I'm not in pain. That's not the pain. What's the pain? The pain is, is that I know God's mad at me right now. And you know what? It doesn't feel good. And I'm sorry to this morning. It's hard for me to shout. I'm going to praise him, but I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. <laughs> I'm going to praise him, but I'm, but I'm, I feel like crying too. 
I'm going to praise him. And I know I messed up. I slipped up. I, I just, but I'm going to praise him. But I know I'm, I'm right now, my mind's, I'm kind of spinning right now. But I'm going to praise him. And, and it's not the devil. It's not the devil. It's God. God's got his hand on me. And it's a good thing. You just help pray me through it. But it's a good thing. God's got his hand on me. God's, he's on me. And I don't need endurance for the persecution. I need endurance just to stay under the hand of God. I just got to stay under the hand of God just a little bit longer. I'm not going to run from this. When I used to get a spanking by my mama and my daddy, I would run. This time I'm not running. I'm going to stick right in here and let God have his way. <laughs> oh, I can feel this. I'm preaching to myself this morning. I got to get this message down in my spirit. I'm not going to run. I'm going to stick right here. Have your way, Lord. Have your way in my life. I'm not going back to drinking. I'm not going back to the club. I'm not going back to partying. I'm not going to call Junebug. I'm not going to call Sister Sally. I'm not calling nobody right now. I just got to sit under the hand of God. I want the fire of God to burn out everything in me that is not right in the sight of God. Go ahead, God. Have your way. Here I am. Have your way. I'm not going. I'm going to church. I'm going to Bible study. I'm going to prayer. I'm going fast. I'm going to seek you. I'm not turning. I'm going to sit right here in the fire. I'm going right here, Lord. Here I am. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I'm in the house. I'm not leaving the house. I'm going to get cleaned up in the house. Clean me up, Lord, in the house. We need to hear this. Everybody needs to hear this. We need to hear this. Because we talk about persecution, we talk about the fight, we talk about the struggle, but what do you do when you're wrestling with God? And what do you do when you know God is mad at me? What do you do when you know you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, I got, I got to let God deal with me, man. The problem is, we have a lot of people that have learned the art of running from instead of running to. I'm not going to run from God. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to let God because you know what? I am a son. I'm not illegitimate. Because in a sign that I'm not illegitimate is that God keeps on dealing with me about this. If he didn't deal with me and if I didn't get convicted and if I didn't feel bad and if I didn't, then, then God, I wouldn't hear God. I wouldn't know. I would, it was a sign I'm not a son of God if I didn't feel all those things. But the very fact that I'm, that, that listen, says that, that you're here or somebody, that I feel bad is a sign that I must be a son. Because God has convicted me about this. And you know what? I love it. God help me now. When we tell people God doesn't get mad, and God's, I don't know what Bible you're reading. He does. But it's a good thing. It's a sign that I'm a child of God. I don't know about you, but I don't discipline other people's kids. But my own, we handle business. If you're not, if you're not with a child of God, God's not dealing with you. You're a child of God, he's going to deal with you. Can I have an amen? I, I'm saying this, and I wanted to read these scriptures because... This is one going to be one of the markers as we get closer to the end of this age, saints, is that because every single one of us, he didn't just save you so that you could go to heaven. He saved you 
so that you can become more and more like him. He's trying to transform you into the image of his dear son. And because he's working in you, there's going to be moments in your life where he puts his finger on an area. And he says, son, you need to get this right. Our job is to say, God, I'm going to endure this. Work on me. Father, I ask that for this congregation that we would really understand the power of sonship. And that the people of God that are here, that are watching on the internet, television, radio, that all of us would embrace this aspect of our Father's love, which is His chastening and His correction. It's a sign that we're truly sons and daughters of God when God, you put your hand on an area and you tell us about it. You tell us to get it right. You, you help us to see that there's a pain associated with not having it right. And it's not joyous, Lord. We, we've learned in our walk with you that it is not joyous. That sometimes this hurts a lot when you have to deal with this. But God, we thank you that we are still in the house. And you're molding us and you're making us. And you're not doing it for your sake. You're doing it for our sake. You want us to become partakers of your holiness. That when we walk through the streets, people don't just see us, they see you in us. Because there's a root that has been established. And now the fruit of our relationship with you is being clearly seen. Your life is coming through us. It's manifesting in us. And God, we thank you. We praise you that you have not cast us aside. But you deal with us as sons. And we're willing to endure this. And as a church, I pray that this would expedite our growth process. That we continue to grow because instead of us wrestling with you on the potter's wheel, we yield to you on the potter's wheel. Instead of us making excuses, we just say, Lord, have your way. Instead of us blaming other people, we say, Lord, here are we standing in the need of prayer. Here are we standing in the need of your hand to mold us even more. And that, Lord, as a congregation, mm, I just feel this right now. Lord, as a congregation, we would be a, a submitted people to your process. Lord, Lord, help us to understand the difference between being performance-driven and being simply obedient. Lord, it's not a matter of us being performers. It's just a matter of us willing to be obedient. And you're looking for us to be obedient, sons and daughters. As we submit to you, Lord, I just pray that you continue to help us to shine as lights in the midst of darkness. And use us as examples And Lord, clean us up. Clean us up. Rid our hearts of anything that isn't like you. As your children, we want to be like you. We want to talk like you. We want to speak like you. And we want your light to shine through us. We want people to see you in us. God, we have your DNA. You have given us your nature. 
And God, we praise you today that we're children of the King. Children of the King. Help us to endure your chastening as sons, as sons and daughters. For they indeed for a few days chastened us that seemed best to them. But he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. How many want to be partakers of his holiness this morning? And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, we love hearing from you. It means a great deal to us knowing that these programs are having their desired effect on your life, spurring you on in Christ, love, and good deeds. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. Now, normally at this time, I would invite you to join us for worship here at the well, but at least until May 1st, because of the COVID-19, we're not available to do that at this time. What we are available to do is invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control, and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. God bless.